At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is my guys of the desert with stormy bonantoni on vsend the sports betting network Hello, everybody, and welcome into My Guys in the Desert. Stormy Bon and Tony with you. Hanging out for the next hour, live from our VEASAN studio in downtown Las Vegas, outside of Circa Sportsbook. Got a fun show on tap for you. It's the last day of February, which means the madness of March is upon us. So we're going to do a little looking back at the action that happened this weekend. Look forward into teams worth potentially getting some futures value on, some games that are in action tonight and tomorrow. Uh, We'll talk to Nate Jacobson of Stadium, sports betting analyst. He'll give us his opinion on a lot of college hoops as will Beth Moen's ESPN and CBS play-by-play announcer. Um, also, we'll go behind the book in here in just a little bit with our guys Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo of the South Point get their perspective on what's to come because March Madness is crazy and that means the handle is going to be comparable or more than we typically see for the Super Bowl. But as we do every day on the program, let's get started with our top five things you need to know, things that affect us as better. Starting with, I mean, last week we know we had the Aaron Rodgers saga day in and day out but today Kyler Murray said what about me maybe that's not exactly what he said but early this morning did release a letter or statement through his agent Eric Burkhart saying that Murray wants a contract extension he's given the Arizona Cardinals a detailed proposal outlining exactly what he's looking for and basically it opens with the agent saying Kyler absolutely wants to be the long-term quarterback he desperately wants to win a Super Bowl but then when it comes goes to, to make the point that in order for this to happen the team needs to make a significant financial commitment to him and right this minute, which, uh, you know, making it clear that he's been unwilling to do. You see the odds there on your screen. He's currently a 500 favorite to remain the starting quarterback of the Cardinals going into next season, plus 340 for any other quarterback to take that first snap. And just interesting statements, um, especially considering the uh, Arizona owner just recently on Arizona radio talked about how much he loves Kyler, how things are going well that the rumors have seemingly been put to bed so we will discuss this a little bit further here in a few moments as we get to some good news and bad news later on in the segment but first there is a baseball story developing in Florida that has nothing to do with the current MLB lockout oddly enough today Derek Jeter announcing that he will part ways with the Miami Marlins after serving as the team's CEO and part owner since 2017 he wrote we had a vision five years ago to turn the Marlins franchise around and as a CEO I have been proud to put my name and reputation on the line to make our plan a reality 
That said, quote, the vision for the future of the franchise is different than the one I signed on to lead. Now is the right time for me to step aside as the new season begins. In the four seasons since the former Yankee Hall of Fame shortstop became a minority owner with a 4% stake in the team, the Marlins 20, uh, excuse me, 218 and 327, making the playoffs during the 2020 pandemic shortened season with a 30 and 29 record. ESPN's Buster Olney reporting at the time Jeter joined the Marlins, there was a perception that his ownership stake would increase. That did not since happen. And they said by last spring, it was seen as a symptom of a growing divide between him and the Marlins money man, Bruce Sherman. Will be interesting to see what the Yankees legend does decide to do next. But as for the Marlins, 80 to one long shot odds for next year's World Series, 30 to 1 in the National League, 10 to 1, second to last in the NL East betting market. So hopefully the MLB season does ultimately get off the way that we hope that it will. Now there are no ho-hum days in sports every now and then. And then there are days like we had this past Saturday in college basketball. A record seven top 10 teams upset the same day. It was also the first time ever that every top six team lost in the same day. Uh, the carnage began with Purdue's early afternoon wake-up call in East Lansing and ended with top-ranked Gonzaga falling 67-57 to St. Mary's despite being a double-digit favorite themselves. The Gales outscored Gonzaga 40-28 in the paint, limited the Zag to just 36.7% shooting. And you look at all of those names. Down goes Gonzaga, Arizona, Auburn, Purdue, Kansas, Kentucky, Texas Tech. Making the day even more fun was the fact that every ranked team outside of the top 10 did manage a win, including Providence, who won the Big East regular season title in the process, UCLA and Wisconsin as well. Now, since leaving the Brooklyn Nets, I think it's been clear James Harden has been about as good as it gets his first two starts with the Philadelphia 76ers after a 27.8 rebound, 12 assist performance in his debut against the Timberwolves on Friday. Harden recorded his first triple-double as a 76er Sunday afternoon, 29 points, 10 boards, 16 assists, and 5 steals as the Sixers pulled away for a 125-10 win and cover over the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Harden was plus 500 to record a triple-double, also went over on all of his primary props. Any concerns floating around about how Harden and MVP candidate Joel Embiid would gel together have seemingly been put to bed rather quickly. 76ers now up to plus 700 on the futures board for this year's NBA title. Fourth on the odds board, excuse me, fourth on the odds board in total and will next host the Knicks again in the city of brotherly love coming up Wednesday night. Last one in our top five from a team on the rise to one that continues to spiral. The Los Angeles Lakers have dropped five of their last six games straight up, which included just an embarrassing 18-point home loss to who? The New Orleans Pelicans on Sunday, 123-95. The latest in a string of losses to a mixed bag of competition. You got the Bucks, Blazers, Warriors, Jazz and Clippers as well. Against the Pels, however, the Lakers outscored 82 to 58 in the final 26 minutes. They saw 23 turnovers in the game, a myriad of missed layups. Players, including LeBron, arguing with fans in the game. Home crowd boos. Even Jeannie Buss left the game in the third quarter. The Lakers will look to bounce back tomorrow when they host Dallas on TNT, but it'll be an uphill battle of their own. The Mavs off an upset win at Golden State and Luka Doncic playing out of his mind as of late. Now, we're going to turn our attention to a little good news or bad news, as promised. We got a few headlines, and I'll let you know if I think that the news is good or bad. And I did want to revisit that Kyler Murray headline and go a little bit more in detail on the statement that was put out from his agent. So good news or bad news, Murray is going above and beyond to get a long-term deal to stay in Arizona. And I personally 
I find this to be bad news for a variety of reasons, but especially the way that he's going about it. Like, this is a guy that just had all of these reports come out about him not being a team player, about him being a finger pointer. And what does he do to combat those rumors? He comes out with this statement put it publicly to put pressure on the team saying, what about me? And you guys are bad without me. And there's some pretty strong language in this as well. In bold says actions speak louder than words. And it's now simply up to the Cardinals. If they prioritize their rapidly improving 24 year old, already two time pro bowl quarterback who led the organization from three wins before his arrival to 11 wins in their first playoff appearance in five years. If they choose to financially prioritize committing to other areas, and just talk about addressing Kyler's long-term future. And I'm not trying to sound funny here, but how quickly we forget how the team got to those 11 wins this past season. Yes, they started red hot as usual, 7-0. and That's what we've come to, to see from a Kyler Murray-led team. They start the season very well, and then an injury or something happens, and they fall off the wagon. The end of the season, 4-7, and and that Rams postseason game was about as embarrassing as it can get, not only for a team, but for him specifically in that game. 2020, a very similar thing. Great start. Finished the year three and six to miss the postseason altogether. And I, they drafted Kyler Murray number one the year after they had a top 10 pick and selected a quarterback. I think that they showed commitment. They built a solid team around him. But the thing that I don't like about the statement is you're trying to get the public on your side for something. You know, shots fired at the Cardinals for them not putting their money where their mouth is with regards to you. But you never actually, you know, tell us how much it will be. I know ESPN has come out with what they said it would be, but you didn't publicly do that. And last thing before we move on, because I know I've talked way too long about this. There's also very, very little precedent for an NFL team to ink a quarterback in his third year going into a fourth year prior to free agency. Like whether it's a fourth year deal going into going into year five of your contract to get that done before free agency doesn't happen. It's typically something that's done in the summer. And I get that you're seeing what's going on with Baker Mayfield and you don't want that to be you. You want to be on the Josh Allen side of things. You want to be on the Dak Prescott side of things. You've done some good and at times great things, but is he a guy that's going to take you to a Super Bowl? I don't know. They're 25 to 1 to win Super Bowl 57, but for me, it's bad news. Good news or bad news? New York City will lift its vaccine mandate on March 7th. Great news overall, absolutely, but with regards to the Brooklyn Nets situation, not so fast. Good news, I guess, because the mandate lift uh, does not yet include the private sector, meaning Kyrie Irving will not be able to play until the city's vaccine mandate for workers is no longer in effect. He can go as a spectator, though, because that makes so much sense. The thing that's so annoying about all of this is that the city does allow an exception for non-New York City resident entertainers, professional athletes, to have a pass so unvaccinated players on other NBA teams are still allowed to play the Nets and Barclays Center while Kyrie can't and even Adam Silver said on national television recently it doesn't quite make sense to him either seven-time all-star he's only got to play in 15 games now this season since he's only allowed to play on road games and was cleared to join the team in January but had a 38 performance in a win over the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday um, just the thought of how dangerous that Nets team could be in full force once they get KD and Ben Simmons and Kyrie all playing together on a full-time basis Plus 475 to win it all. Plus 250 favorite to win the East. Nets host the Toronto Raptors getting four. And Kyrie shan't be on the floor tonight. Last one, good news or bad news. The NFL Competition Committee discussing postseason overtime rules. 
Absolutely. So the lowdown here, the committee reportedly met yesterday ahead of the NFL combine, which goes tomorrow through March 7th. And there's at least some sentiment that they want to modify overtime for the postseason to ensure each team gets at least one possession. Um, you need to get 24 votes among the 32 teams. Nothing will be formally voted on until the end of March at the official league owners meetings. But this is tremendous news. Like this is a no brainer. And of course, it goes back to um, the, the hysteria that led with the Chiefs and the Bills and um, not giving Josh Allen the opportunity to get the football in that postseason game. But this is a no brainer, in my opinion, at least for the postseason, because in the regular season, coin toss winners came out victorious in 52.8% of overtime games. But in the postseason, coin toss winners 10 and 1. You win the toss, you win the game. Incredible. Um, plenty more to come here on the show, including college basketball talk. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24 7 streaming, daily best bets emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, strategy. All just $19. So whether you're filling out your bracket, betting against the spread, or our team, our entire team is here to get you ready for every single game, every round of the tournament. Again, it's analysis from our experts, including our guy Greg Hoops Peterson on every key team conference player to watch from the favorites to potential Cinderella stories. $19 at vcin.com slash madness. When we come back, a Be Better update. And Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo join the show. We're going behind the counter. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Listening to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here on My Guys in the Desert, make sure you get your early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage. Starting Sunday, March 13th, we've got six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including our guy Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game, discuss with the bookmakers who are making the lines, and find the best early betting value that you can. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket in round one tournament betting with the VSIN college. Hoop experts on Sunday, March 13th, beginning 6 p.m. Eastern, free on vsin.com. And as we always do at the start of the week, we update our Be Better rankings, players, teams that I challenge to step their game up. And this week, nobody wanted to listen to me. So let's start with the Maple Leafs captain, John Tavares, who is still slumping. The goalless streak now has extended to 12 straight games, the worst slump he's had in over a decade now. And what makes it worse is that his team just put up 10 goals against the Detroit Red Wings the other day. 
He didn't have a single point. He did have a penalty, though, so he made his way to the score sheet in, in that way. He had a plus-minus of zero, but again, a team that scored 10 goals. You don't get on the board at all. I hope the Leafs leader does get back to form soon, though. Purdue College Hoops, another team we asked to step up, but more in regards to their against-the-spread numbers. They've been very good. Um, but they not only didn't want to cover, they didn't want to win at all this week playing against a Michigan State team that was slumping, dropped five of six games going into their meeting. And here we are again. I thought Michigan State had fallen apart the month of February, and you just can't do it again. It was a tremendous game. But now Purdue 3-5-1 and one against the number of their last 10 games. Not better at all. And your Charlotte Hornets. I'm giving them a yes and no. They did they did do a little bit better, and then they regressed back to the mean, as they tend to do. And I swear, as somebody who used to live in Charlotte and supports the team, they drive me nuts. They were 1-9. They're 10 games going into the weekend. One straight up by 32 as a two-point dog against the Raptors on Friday. I thought, okay, there we go. Look who listened. Rongo Bongo, my friends, fell in overtime to the gosh dang Pistons right after. The one team who, do, during this long slump they actually had a really good effort against just a couple weeks ago but like a cookie and milk you crumble now they're how lucky are they they get to go to Milwaukee and Cleveland tonight and Wednesday getting 10 and a half by the way tonight total 238 and a half against the defending champs time to go behind the book as we always do here early in the week joined live by our recent studio at the South Point Vinny Maiulo hanging out with us but I hear that our, our main man Jimmy's not hanging out with us today we'll miss him well, Stormy, good to be with you. I will try to uh, do double duty as uh, my uh, my partner in uh, some would call it crime. Uh, he got called away on official business, and no, he's not in the spa. So whenever we say when Jimmy says he has official business, he's either at lunch or in the spa. He's not. <laughs> In either right now. I, so, I'm, I'm glad uh, that you got made away on company business. I'm glad you made that disclaimer because that was where I was going to go next. Like, don't lie to me. You know, you know that he's in the steam room. Um, but hey, <laughs> let's talk a little sports, <laughs> starting with college hoops. 146 games on Saturday. I know we're still a day away from the month of March <laughs> officially kicking off. But is it safe to say the madness has begun, Vinny? Oh, my gosh. Has it ever stormed? So 146 games, but let's remember, 146 money lines, 146 first halves, 146 <laughs> half times, oh, and about 146,000 parlays. Yeah, but it's all good. I'm not complaining by any means. But it certainly um, gives what we, we've been talking about this now uh, for since the Super Bowl stormy right now. Uh, professional bettors have really focused on and had a, a, a pulse on a college basketball ever since the season started. But now the casual fans, the public is going to get involved and they got to see firsthand uh, what the what you know what this, these conference tournaments and what the big dance are going to provide, right? A lot of excitement, uh, a lot of drama. Let's face it. I mean, we did see uh, what about nine uh, potential number one or two seeds. Uh, or you know, or, or teams that are going to be on the one, two, or three line when it comes time for the brackets uh, go down the other day. So um, you know that adds to the drama. It adds to a lot of the excitement, and really is creating uh, what's going to amount to another year of a wide open tournament. When we say that, that's in the earlier rounds. But let's remember this: typically, those higher seeds. Uh, in, in, in most, for the most part, in recent years, outside of Loyola Chicago, a few years back, uh, the uh, the tournament place to form. Yeah, the the cream does certainly seem to rise to the top. But hey, you mentioned all those 
those upsets that happened on Saturday, which I'm sure was good for you guys at the book with regards to parlays getting beaten up and upset winners all over the place. But from a power ratings impact standpoint, did that change anything mm-hmm. for you in the creation of your numbers moving forward? Yeah, good, good, good question, Stormy. Um, n- not, not so much. It's not one of the things that we've learned to do uh, behind the counter is you, d- you don't overreact. And let's remember, here's a big difference from a year ago, right? And especially two years ago. Uh, but now a year ago at this time, you really didn't have as many folks in the stands. You've got packed houses now. You've got uh, teams with a high, either a high national ranking in the polls, but a high power rating going to places where the fans are more of a factor this year than they've been in the last couple of years. So that enters into the equation. We're seeing, you know, the, the biggest adjustment's been for home court advantage for a lot, of these, a lot of these teams, a lot of these schools. But also, let's remember, these are a lot of these are senior nights. Right or senior day games where they're being honored and they're getting everybody's best shot. So we're also starting to see, as we did with college football, the transfer portal really coming into play with a lot of these teams. Right now, all of a sudden, who are these players? You've got some some uh, upperclassmen that went to another location and are playing very well and and really making it more exciting. Look at the Mountain. The Mountain West is a great example. I, I know it's a conference near and dear to you, mm-hmm. Stormy. The Mountain West tournament uh, uh, conference, a lot of uh, kids came in from other programs and they're upperclassmen and they're playing exceptionally well. So uh, when you put all those factors together, it doesn't really shock us that these losses came in, but we don't want to necessarily overreact. Probably, you know what, in some cases, uh, maybe a half a point, but in some cases, frankly, not even an adjustment at all as we uh, head into the conference tournaments coming up. And we got about uh, nine or 10 of them this week. I know, and five of them in town alone. So it's going to be a really exciting time, no doubt. And just speaking yeah. to the Mountain West, big one, San Diego mm-hmm. State and Wyoming tonight. Very excited. Um, how has the focus, yes. though, on college basketball and moving toward March Madness and so many betters getting involved now? How has that impacted the handle on other sports, like the NBA, let's say, specifically? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Uh, since the All-Star break, the NBA, now the, the colleges were, were the focus there for uh, about four days, right? But the NBA is still strong. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got, it's, it's got its core group of fans. Uh, the fact that there's been some, uh, some surprise teams, if you look at what Memphis has done, and uh, they got some people excited. Uh, the Lakers, unfortunately for some folks, Laker fans, maybe they're not uh, performing uh, as a lot of folks had anticipated, but the fact of the matter is the Lakers still get a lot of betting attention. Um, the timing of the games is important. And, and anytime you know, you've got late games, uh, now tonight's not a good example, but typically we'll have games, uh, West Coast games, and if it's the Warriors or the Lakers and they're the last game or the get-out game, mm-hmm. Stormy, they still get backed very heavily. So college basketball is getting uh, more attention from the, the general public right now, but the NBA is still running strong. The NHL, on the other hand, uh, has not uh, really run as strong. I think folks, a lot of folks are waiting for uh, a, the trade deadline, and they're, they're watching futures and speculating on NHL futures. Calgary's a great uh, uh, case in point there. They've been a surprise. But some of the marginal teams, uh, is Minnesota going to make a move uh, at, uh, at the trade deadline? Is Edmonton going to do something? So folks may be speculating a little bit on NHL futures. And the fact that the Knights are struggling uh, have impacted the NHL betting just a bit. But the betters that are betting it, they're enjoying it. They're parlaying. You know, you look at some of the favorites in, in the NHL led by Colorado, and you see some of these $3 favorites, Stormy. It's almost like the baseball 
uh, parlay factor. You know where we see, give me the Dodgers, give me the Braves, give me the Yankees, give me the Astros. Well, you know, you're going to see, give me the Flames, give me the uh, the Rockies, uh, give me Tampa Bay, uh, give me uh, Carolina and Florida, and then I'm off to the races. No, it's so interesting. I love that. And I'm glad that you brought up the Vegas Golden Knights as well because they have, I think, dropped five of their last six games. And is, does it take a hit specifically mm-hmm. just because we are in town and how much betters like to bet this team so much? Yeah, they do. It does. Uh, I mean, again, I think people are realizing now that, uh, you know, the Knights, or first of all, they're not healthy, right? I mean, let's let, let's face it. I mean, Jack Eichel just got into the lineup. Now Max Pacioretty went out again. So uh, the fact that the, we've not seen the Knights at 100% strength, and so I think it's, it, you know, it's certainly impacting them. They, you know, the goalie, uh, 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 goaltending situation, too. Right now, not that it's bad, but you you know you, you wonder if if you know how, just how severe uh, the injury to Robin Leonard is. Mm-hmm. So when you factor those aspects in, I think we're seeing everybody uh, you know not as much interest on hockey, but it, because the hockey betting in recent years has been predicated on the nights, especially during the postseason. No doubt, really interesting stuff as always, Vinny. Really, really appreciate the time and tell Jimmy we missed him on official business and that I hope he got a good shoulder massage. Okay. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I will. You never know. He might just waltz in here like sometime right? before you go up. To, you know, you still you still got another half hour, Stormy. So you never know when a Jimmy sighting could occur. Very true. We'll take the call anytime. Thanks, pal. We'll see you again on Monday. That's Vinny Maiulo over there at the South Point. Great stuff as always. And it will be really interesting for the Golden Knights once they do get to full strength. If they can get Mark Stone back in the postseason. If they can get Alec Martinez. I don't even know what's happened to him. Haven't heard about his update on his injury in a long time. We'll have a little bit of NHL conversation when we come back, but more importantly, Beth Moens on the show. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody. This segment of My Guys in the Desert brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and more. Plus, for your convenience, every variety also comes in two strengths, so you can find the satisfaction level that works for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. It's available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. Head on over to Zen.com slash find to locate a store near you at zyn.com slash f-i-n-d warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical time quickly for a little fade or follow the large public betting day plays of the day and we'll start in the nhl with the toronto maple leafs and washington capitals everybody is on the over six or six and a half depending on where the number is 95 percent of the handle and you can understand why toronto coming off a 10-7 win over detroit this weekend scoring all those goals without a single power play play and no defense played clearly Detroit had an expected 2.2 goals and the Leafs allowed seven so no goaltending Campbell and Mrazek both been pretty rough Caps meanwhile been bad on both sides of the ice themselves they lost 2-1 to Philadelphia allowed four goals to the Rangers the other night I do like the over here I just don't think it's a slam dunk because the Caps do play a little bit shorter type games I follow but with caution in the NBA Pacers plus one and a half at the Magic tonight Pacers in a back-to-back with travel I kind of like them today though coming off an impressive 21 point win as a nine and a half point dog in Celtics last night they seemed excited to play with some younger players new personnel I just don't particularly feel comfortable laying points 
with the magic ever. Um, they dropped six of their last eight games, including going one and three their last four. I'd follow the public play or pass on the game. So follow or pass. Last one, Bulls at Heat over 225, 88% of the handle, 73% of bets with Kyle Lowry out tonight due to personal reasons. Again, I can see why people are more inclined to bet the total here than the side. Not sure I'd want to lay points with the Heat against that current DeMar DeRozan hot-led squad. I actually do lean under this game, though. The Heat are 28th in the league in pace of play and could be slower still without Lowry as long as the Heat's defense holds their own with DeRozan. I think they should compete on that end of the floor. I lead to fade the public here. Um, we can certainly talk a little bit more association as we welcome in our next guest, Beth Moens, ESPN and play-by-play -play announcer for ESPN and CBS. Does about every sport that you can imagine and earlier this season became the first woman to call play-by-play -play for an NBA regular season game on ESPN. She was also the play-by-play -play voice of ESPN's first all-female-led NBA broadcast earlier this month. So Beth, just first off, congratulations on another incredible step in the industry. Thank you. Thank you. It was literally the broadcast, as we were calling it, Stormy. Uh, had a great time uh, working with, <laughs> with Doris and uh, Lisa and, and our entire crew. There are, are so many women at ESPN that, that work on a regular basis around the NBA. It was, it was really cool to have all of us in the same place and at, at the same time. And it was awesome. I know that we've talked before about how important it is. If you can see it, you can be it. And so I get geeked out about those things. It was awesome. One of those games, though, that you covered was Jazz and Warriors. And Golden State right now, plus 450 um, on the odds board behind only the Suns to win the NBA title. But after such a red-hot start to the year, they're just 10-12 and 12 since Draymond Green went down with that injury. So I just wanted to get your opinion. How critical will it be for this team down the stretch to, to get him back and get him a part of this group defensively for them to really make a run in the NBA Finals? Well, you know, I, I still think with healthy um, lineups, I, I think Phoenix and Golden State are on a collision course um, because I, I do think that especially a player like Draymond, who is so good on the defensive end and, uh, you know, uh, rebounding the basketball and making all those hustle plays, I think it's going to be a pretty smooth transition for him when he does come back to get into that lineup. Uh, I am a little concerned that they've been losing and have been inconsistent offensively. Um, these last uh, couple of weeks, especially at home. And now they have a big road trip coming up where they're, they're okay, but they're not great um, when they're on the road. So they, they've got to find some consistency, I think, with the rest of those guys until Draymond comes back. And then, you know, he's as good as Steph is. He, Draymond is such the heart and soul of that team in, in terms of, you know, what, what Steve Kerr was talking about that was lacking, especially last night, using words like grit and energy and fire. And, and those are all things that, that Draymond brings to the table. And I, I think we'll be able to right the ship once, once he's back and, and settled in. Yeah, no doubt. Warriors, by the way, at Minnesota tomorrow. And speaking of teams that have struggled with health or, or struggled in general, I think it's fair to say the Lakers are one of those. They've also struggled Ooh. with chemistry all year long. They look slow. They look old, all the things to you, LeBron and the Lakers miss or make the playoffs. I, I think they will make the play-in and uh, simply because I don't see a team that is going to be able to track them down or chase them down. You know, that, that was not a good loss to the Pelicans, obviously, last night. Not a good scene for L.A. at all, and, and that's probably the team that could chase them down. I, I think it, it becomes more of a possibility if Zion can, can come back and, and stay healthy, but I, I think the Lakers have enough firepower if if Anthony Davis is back in into the lineup to hold on to one of those playing spots. But honestly, I, 
I don't know how much farther it goes than that, especially, um, you know, if they have to run into Phoenix or Golden State uh, quickly right after that. Yeah, and, and, you know, there are teams that I feel like we thought would be in the position that the Lakers are in right now, right? There's teams like the Bulls, the Cavs, and Grizzlies that nobody necessarily expected to get off to the hot starts that they did, and they've really held on to them. Is there a team that's surprised you more than any other that you really think could potentially do some damage once we get to postseason time? I, I mean, I, I think all eyes are on Memphis right now out of the West with just how much fun it is to watch John Morant and with the success that they've had. Um, I, I did not see them, you know, pushing for possibly a two seed uh, by the end of the season. So they have done a fabulous job and, and they've actually got a nice little stretch coming up in their schedule where they can continue to do some damage. You know, I, I thought it might be Golden State that would be able to pull Phoenix closer without Chris Paul. Maybe it's going to be Memphis as well. Um, and, and I think in the East, you know, obviously Philly looks so good now with Harden um, joining that crew and Embiid having an MVP type season. But, you know, the job that Bickerstaff has done at Cleveland and, you know, the Cavaliers as a top four seed right now and hanging tough with, with the likes of, of Milwaukee and Boston and Toronto staying ahead of them in the standings, I think they are the real surprise team in, in the NBA this year, especially with a lot of young guys and now the addition of some, some experience with Rondo and Lavert. Um, they, they have an opportunity, I think, to make some noise. And now's the time that things really start heating up the back half of the year. And in addition to the NBA, you're also very busy covering softball, covering college hoops. Heard you on the call last night as Iowa, in front of the sellout crowd, won the Big Ten in women's basketball. Odds makers right now have Iowa as a 30 to 1 long shot to win it all this year. How much separation is there really between South Carolina and the rest? Like what in your mind legitimately would Iowa's chances be come tournament time? I, I think South Carolina and Stanford have kind of separated themselves from the pack. But, you know, watching Caitlin, you know, up close and personal and seeing what she has done all season long and just the Steph Curry-like range that she has, you know, makes them a threat. I, I really believe if they have a good pass, um, they've got a shot at the final four. Um, she, she's reminiscent of, you know, we were talking yesterday, myself and, and Debbie Antonelli, like they have the, those players that are, are sort of transcending the game. They have a solid group of teammates around them, fabulous role players that, that know how to help that superstar. You know, she, she could have a Cheryl swoops like Ron or a Katie Smith, like Ron, or I think of, Kelsey Plum a few years ago at Washington, that hot player that is so hard to defend, you know, you, you don't realize just what kind of range she has until you're out there trying to get a hand in her face from 27 to 30 feet away. And so I, I think they, I, I really love her game, not only the way that she can score, but the way that she helps everybody else around her get better eight assists per game stormy. She, uh, you know, on some nights, accounts for over 50 points for that team where they're scoring and her passing ability. So I, I think they've got a great shot at getting a trip to the final four. And then anything goes when you've got that kind of score with you. I love that stat that came out yesterday that the only division one players, men's or women's with longer streaks of 15 points and five assists um, over a span of games are Trey Young and John Morant, which I just thought was so cool. Um, in college, in men's college basketball, by the way, real quickly before we have to let you go, seems to be so much more wide open than we're used to seeing. We saw the top six teams all getting upset this weekend. What's your mm -hmm. view on how things might shake out? 
Boy, that, that was such a great day on Saturday from a fan standpoint. I, I guess j- just as long as <laughs> you you were you were with the right teams and it wasn't your team that was on the losing end. But I, I, I think it's going to be a wide open tournament. And when that's the case, I do kind of like those teams that have been hardened um, day in and day out. So I, I, I like the chances for a Big Ten or an SEC team in particular. And I guess put the Big 12 in there as well um, to, you know, to, to get through some of the chaos in those early rounds and make a push simply because they're, they're used to that kind of stuff day in and day out. One, one quick question for you. One word answer. Who do you see winning it all in OKC and women's softball? Oh, got to, got to stick with Oklahoma, which Ah. I think is where the odds makers are right now as well. Repeat. (laughs) Thank you, Beth. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Stormy. That's Beth Moen's ESPN and CBS play-by-play announcer. One of the best in the biz. Also, check out the Seven Innings podcast as they talk all things NCAA softball. When we come back, my final picks of the night and our special guest. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. We've got CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. We are wrapping things up here live from downtown Las Vegas. My guys in the desert. Time for my final picks of the night, taken by storm. And we're looking at the NHL tonight. Bruins and Kings going head-to-head. And in this one, I like the under five and a half goals. Bruins 6-0-1 to the under their last seven games, as well as their last six straight road contests. The Kings were scoring at a higher rate for a little bit, but have reverted back to their mean under two in their last three games. The majority of those totals also set at the five and a half mark. Um, Both teams should have strong goaltending tonight. Jeremy Swayman, the presumed starter for the Bees, allowing two goals or fewer in his last five starts. To just an absurd save percentage, 9.64. D also playing well in front of him. And for the Kings, Jonathan Quick quietly been one of the best starters in the league. And what a frustrating blue line they have to play against, led by a resurgent Drew Doughty. Kings race for, rank first in the league in opposing shots on goal per game and six in opposing goals per game. I also did place an over six wager on the Leafs caps that I told you about earlier. Just too many goals scored for Toronto and, and too poor a goaltending, quite frankly, for me to ignore the opportunity, even with the caps having lower scoring games recently. 
recently. The heart wants what the heart wants. We will continue our college hoops conversation. They'll carry that over from our great talk with Beth Moens as we welcome in Nate Jacobson, sports betting analyst for Stadium. Hello. How are you today? Stormy, I'm great. It's the last day of February. That means March is around the corner. Best time of year for college basketball. Just a, a great month coming up for sports betting in general, but especially the, the college basketball tournaments. No doubt. And I think that maybe we saw a little bit of a precursor of the craziness and the madness that could be come March with all of the action this past Saturday. Like one of my biggest takeaways from all of those upsets that we saw was just how Anyone seems to be able to beat anyone on a given day. What did you take away from Saturday's action? Yeah, definitely a lot of parity in college basketball, but I also think the importance of home court advantages now that this full season we've had full crowds, full student sections really playing a big impact. And even though the top six teams all lost, only three of them were upsets as the home team was favored in three of them with Baylor and then Arkansas and Tennessee knocking off top six opponents, but they were the favorites. So I think it just kind of shows that in the NCAA tournament, when we're looking at some stuff and also conference tournaments where it's a neutral court setting that we're going to want to like kind of look at teams and how they did on home and also away. And maybe a team was much better at home and we're going to want to fade them when they get on a neutral court later this month. Well, are there any examples of that that come to mind for you right now? Maybe a conference tournament or two that you're particularly interested in betting or getting in on once the time comes? Yeah, and a, a team that actually lost on the road, and it was a team that I think was ranked number nine going into Saturday, Texas Tech. They just seem kind of a team where you have them in Lubbock where the crowd is going crazy. We saw that game against Texas where the fans were really going after Chris Beard, their former coach. Mm -hmm. But this season, Texas Tech, I know they play Kansas State tonight and are laying a big number. But take them out of Lubbock, and it's kind of a, not say average team, but they don't meet the expectations of their full body of work. And then when you look at the SEC, two teams like Tennessee uh, winning against Auburn, I think they're a much different team in Knoxville than they are away from home. And then also Arkansas. Arkansas had a huge home court advantage. It was a raucous crowd. And I was actually impressed with how Kentucky played and kind of bounced back after a slow start. So kind of in the SEC tournament, I'm going to look to fade teams like Arkansas, maybe Tennessee, and then bet on a team like Kentucky who's going to be chasing that one seed. And we always know Big Blue Nation travels very well to Nashville in March. So there's going to be a lot of Kentucky blue in the crowd. And well, actually, no, pardon me, the tournament's in Tampa Bay. So I'm not sure what that's going to do, but the Kentucky fans always travel well. So they're going to be showing up at the SC tournament. Yeah, you're dead on. BBN will be there wherever the Cats end up. They're, they're going to follow. No worries. Um, in terms of some of the notable games tonight, because you did mention the game that Baylor obviously had on Saturday, they're ranked three in the nation at number 21 Texas later tonight. The Longhorns getting just a point and a half total in that one, 135. But Baylor off that huge home win against Kansas, bumped them from five to six by 10 points. Texas back to back wins now since falling to Texas Tech. How do you um, what are you looking at most, I guess, as you analyze the numbers with Baylor and Texas tonight? Yeah, I actually like Texas here in the home underdog role. Maybe it gets the plus two. I'm kind of waiting it out on there because right now a plus one and a half. I haven't bet it yet, but I plan on betting Texas. I think it's just a tough spot for Baylor coming off that comeback win against Kansas. They get down early in the game, really had to fight back and give it if they're all on a night game in Waco. So quick turnaround for them having to go to Austin on a Monday night. Texas, a team that I know they really underachieved with the talent level and the transfers Chris Beard has brought in. But Texas lost pretty big to Baylor on February 12th. 
I think Chris Beard, a good enough coach, even though I know he has some naysayers now, to make the proper adjustments. And Texas, I think, will win this game. It's mostly a fado against Baylor off that big win against Kansas in Waco on Saturday night. Sometimes you got to take advantage of those situational spots when you can. And as somebody oh, yeah. who lives here in Las Vegas, I will never be okay with Chris Beard. I'm sorry. I, I have anxiety betting his teams <laughs> because ever since he was the coach of UNLV for, what was it, nine days? And then just do- yeah. got out of Dodge to Texas Tech. I can't handle it. Sure, that that's fair. And <laughs> I know that when his, he took Texas Tech to the title game and that oh. was his peak. And then last year, it just seemed like Texas Tech lost all these close games. And now we're seeing it again with Texas. It's a team that I kind of wanted to bet on because you have all this talent, the returning players that they had already, and then the transfers. I'm going to give them another shot tonight. I might write them off if they lose tonight. But if they lose and I write them off, they might end up making a deep run in March. That's just the way it goes this time of year. Not a super great slate outside of that game for tonight, but there are a lot of really good games on tomorrow's slate. It looks like Providence, Villanova, Purdue, Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, Any that really stood out to you that you're excited to bet in tomorrow's slate? Yeah, I don't love laying big numbers in college basketball, but I think I'm going to lay it with Villanova at anything single digits, so nine and a half or better. It's a great spot to fade Providence. First of all, and I don't think it's a secret to anyone, but Providence is a very lucky team. They're first in Ken Pomeroy's stat metric that measures luck rating. So their 24-3 and record is pretty misleading, which means they're pretty, for the most part, overvalued, although they don't get much respect in the betting markets. But the reason I really like betting against Providence here is they're coming off clinching their first Big East regular season title. For the first time ever, the fans stormed the court when they beat Creighton on Saturday night. I can see Providence maybe not having the same intensity knowing that they already won the conference title. It's wrapped up the number one seed at the Big East tournament. And Villanova's had a week off. The last time we saw them, they squandered a late lead against UConn. They've had extra days off, which is good because their point guard, Colin Gillespie, was able to rest his ankle injury. So I expect a really focused effort from Villanova coming off a loss with extra time to prepare against a Providence team who played that triple overtime Mm -hmm. game last Wednesday at home against Xavier and then had the highest of emotions beating Creighton, fans stormed the court. I always like, you mentioned situational spots, betting against any college team after a storm the field or storm the court Mm -hmm. kind of win. I think it's a perfect spot to fade Providence. I'm willing to take Villanova nine and a half or better. Yeah, with that Providence-Xavier game, I was beginning to wonder, are we going to have to put a cap on overtimes here? Like, let's get this thing done. Lots of people sweating it out. The Michigan-Michigan State game is one that intrigues me tomorrow as well because Tom Izzo's squad was obviously slumping, dropped five of six, and then comes up with this massive win against Purdue. Um, Michigan lost the previous game meeting 87 83 to 67 in east lansing how do you think that they fare on home court against a team that maybe found some mojo back yeah when i was doing my handicapping for this game i've circled michigan as a bet on team in this situation michigan for me has been a team i want to bet on just because they started off so disappointingly they had the COVID issues so i think they're being undervalued in general obviously they've had pretty mixed results as of late and then we had that situation in wisconsin with juan howard that ended up him getting suspended. So Michigan, I want to bet, especially coming off the Illinois loss, it's a game they kind of need just in terms of the NCAA tournament bubble. Michigan State, a team I'm not a big fan of, and they're coming off that big home upset win against Purdue on Saturday. So all the signs point to Michigan. And as you mentioned, there's in-season revenge for the Wolverines. Bill Martelli, their head coach, who's the assistant who's serving as the head coach, he's a good X and O's guys. So for a one-game sample, it's not a big drop-off from Juwan Howard. 
The problem is I think the number might come out a little bit too high where I'm not totally comfortable laying it with Michigan. I saw Michigan minus five as the opening number. If it was a, something a little bit lower, I feel more comfortable, maybe bet it live, but I'm looking towards Michigan. I'm just not sure if I'm willing to lay the minus five and maybe there's some money on Michigan State tomorrow. I doubt it just because it seems like a pretty good spot to back Michigan here in a game they really need to have. Okay, got about 30 seconds left with you. As of right now, who are your favorite bets to win it all, to win in the big dance? So I'm not sure about bets, but my picks to win, I'll say Gonzaga. I know it's boring, but oh, I actually like on. that no, they lost. <laughs> I like that they lost on Saturday. I think it kind of gives them refocus. I also like the WCC tournament ends on a Tuesday next week while all the big teams are going to be playing till Saturday or Sunday. Kentucky really impressed me, as I mentioned, against Arkansas, despite the loss. I like them and maybe a dark horse. Illinois, they're coming together at full strength. They have the coach and they have the pieces, I think, to make a deep run in March. Really appreciate the time. You're awesome. Thank you. That is our guy, Nate Jacobson, sports betting analyst at Stadium. That is a wrap for us on My Guys in the Desert. I miss you already, but make sure you stay tuned. Danny Burke and Rush Hour coming up. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.